0: A Plain Method of Catechizing by Thomas Doolittle. The Prefatory Catechism Enlarged, continued. Who are to be the learners of catechetical doctrines? Question. Should not those that are young, and those of more years, whether married or unmarried, and the grey-headed, if ignorant, learn the first principles of Christian religion? Yes. Shall we first discourse of the reasons why younger sort, as sons, daughters, men-servants, and maid-servants, should learn the first principles of the doctrine of Christ? Yes. Then tell me, first reason, should not you remember God in your youth? Ecclesiastes 12.1 Yes. First, Is not remembering a calling to mind something that before was known but not actually thought of? Yes. Second, can you then remember that which you never knew? No. Third, then if you are bound to remember God in your youth, are not you bound in your youth to know Him? Yes. Fourth, and if you are bound to know him in your youth and do not, is not that your sin? Yes. Fifth, would not this knowing and remembering God in many cases be a great advantage to you? Yes. One, when tempted to sin, to resist the temptation by remembering God that hateth sin and will surely punish it, Genesis thirty-nine nine, Habakkuk one thirteen. Yes. two. When performing duty to stir you up to greater fervency, by remembering God who seeth the heart and in secret. Hebrews 4:13, Matthew 6:6. 6, 6. Yes. Three. When secure and careless to awaken you by remembering a just and powerful God. Psalm 50 verse 22. Yes. 4. When drooping and doubting to stay and support you by remembering a merciful, faithful, and gracious God. Isaiah 50, verse 10. Yes. Should not you in your youth lose all these advantages if in your youth you neither know nor remember God? Yes. Second reason. Can you love and desire Christ that you never saw, or an unseen Christ? 1 Peter 1.8 Yes. Can you desire and love Christ that you never knew, or an unknown Christ? John 4.10 No. Can you love Christ too soon? No. Should not you then know him betimes? Yes. Third reason. Should not danger when seen make you diligent to prevent it? Yes. Then, one, are you so young that you may not die? Job 14.1, Romans 5.14. No. Two, for if you view the churchyards, might not you see graves as short as you? Yes. Are you so young that you may not be damned? being born in sin that deserves hell? Psalm 51.5, Romans 6.23. No. Should not you then give all diligence to get such knowledge that may direct you to prepare for death and escape the damnation of hell? Proverbs 4.13. Yes. Fourth reason. Can you get to heaven any other way than what God directs you in his word? No. Then, 1. Doth not God say, You must be converted or condemned? Born again or never enter into heaven? Matthew eighteen two and 3. John 3, verse 3. Yes. 2. Can you be converted if you remain ignorant of God and Jesus Christ and things necessary to the new birth? Acts twenty six eighteen. 18 no third must not you then get knowledge to further your conversion and prevent your condemnation revelation 318 yes four will it not be your commendation and comfort who have these two things said of you that is first while you are young here is a young convert yes second If you live to be old, here is an old disciple of Christ? Yes. 5. Can either of these be except you get knowledge and grace in your youth? No. 6. Will you in your youth labor for both, that both, if you live so long, may be true of you? I hope you will say yes. Do you? Yes. God give you both. Fifth reason. Should not you in your youth have such foresight as to lay in grounds of comfort for your old age if you should live so long? Yes. Then, one, will it not be a comfort to you, if you live to be old and gray-headed, to have an argument from your youth to plead with God that he would not then forsake you nor cast you off? Yes. 2. If you learn to know and love and fear God in your youth, will not this help you to such a plea when you shall be old? Read Psalms 71, 17, and 18. Yes. 3. From that text, do you not learn, in this case, if you should live to be old, you may then pray to and plead with God after this manner, Lord when I was a youth, Thou didst teach me to know, love, and fear Thee. May you? Yes. Lord, from my youth hitherto I have walked in Thy ways and in Thy fear. May you? Yes. Lord, therefore now my hairs are gray, and in my old age do not forsake me, nor cast me off. May you? Yes. Four. Can a man that did not know nor love God till he was thirty years of age make such a prayer to God, though he should be a godly man in his old age? No. 5. If you should let time of your youth slip away without the knowledge and fear of God, will it not be impossible for you to recover the advantage of such a comfortable plea in prayer? Yes. Six. shall this therefore stir you up to improve the time of your youth in getting the knowledge of God and saving grace while you are young? Yes, God grant it may. Sixth reason, should not you in your youth take care so to live when young that you might have nothing done in your youth that might make old age, if you live to it, to be bitter to you? Yes. Then tell me. 1. Are there not many sins that young persons are inclined to commit, as they are sins of youth? 2 Timothy 2.22. Yes. 2. Might not you meet with opportunities suiting your inclination to commit such things, and expose you to the danger of falling into them? Yes. 3. Will not the devil take any occasion from an opportunity suited to your corrupt inclination to tempt you to commit such sins? Yes. 4. Is not youth by this threefold cord of corrupt inclination in his own heart opportunity with others and temptations from the devil too easily and too often drawn headlong into the commission of youthful sins? Yes. 5. And if you are ignorant and void of the fear of God, do not you want what should curb you and restrain your corrupt heart, having such an opportunity from yielding to the temptation and commission of those sins? Yes. 6. And if you commit such sins in your youth, and neither young nor old repent of them, must you not be damned for them to all eternity galatians 5:19 through 21 yes 7 shall not you then pay dear for your youthful sinful pleasures committed in ignorance if you suffer for them extremity of pains to all eternity for want of repentance yes 8 if you should hereafter repent of sins committed in your youth, will not the remembrance of them be a great burden and heavy load upon your soul in old age? Yes. nine. And may not God himself write such bitter things against you and fill you with such terrors of conscience and fears of hell for your youthful sins as shall make you in your old age weep and sob and groan and bring your gray hairs, if you live so long, with sorrow to the grave? Job 13.26 Yes. 10. 10. And to your dying day, may it not cost you many earnest prayers and bitter tears before you can know your youthful sins are pardoned and washed away by the blood of Christ. Psalm twenty-five seven. Yes. Will it not be your wisdom and your safety then in your youth to learn to know and fear God to prevent all this? Yes. Seventh reason. Should not you, though young, use your reason in considering in what you can be willing and what not? Yes. 1. You can, and too often are, too willing to commit sin, being enticed thereto by the pleasure of it. Is not this so? Yes. 2. But can you be willing to be miserable in suffering the eternal torments of hell? Luke thirteen twenty five to 27 No. 3. Yet must you not, if you die ignorant, though young, but capable of knowledge? Isaiah twenty seven eleven, Second 2 Thessalonians 1, 7, and 8. Yes. 4. If you cannot be willing to be damned, should not you be willing to get that knowledge and grace that you may prevent it? Yes. Yes. 5. But should not you make haste to learn to know and love Christ, when else you may be damned before you have so learned him? Yes. Hebrews 3.15 and chapter 4, verse 7. Today, without delay? Yes. Eighth reason. Do not young men usually think themselves wise? Yes. Tell me then, 1. Would you, as young as you are, be taken for a fool? No. 2. Is not he a fool that despiseth wisdom and instruction? Read Proverbs one seven. Doth not Solomon, the wisest of men, say, Such a one is a fool? Yes. 3. Doth not the same wise man say, He also is a fool that hates knowledge? Proverbs one twenty two. Is it not so? Yes. 4. Is not he the worst of fools that neglects, despiseth, and hateth the best knowledge? Yes. 5. Is not the knowledge of God the best being, and of Christ the only Savior, the best knowledge? Yes. 6. If then you will not learn this knowledge... What shall you be taken for by the wise God and understanding men? A fool. Ninth reason. Do not your parents love and provide for you? Yes. Then tell me, one, would you be a grief to your father that takes so much care for you? No. Two, would you be bitterness to her that bear you? to your dear and tender-hearted mother? No. Three. Must you not then get knowledge and grace that should make you wise and good? Read Proverbs 17.25. Must you not? Yes. Tenth reason. Should not you behave yourself towards your parents as becomes a dutiful child? Yes. Then tell me, 1. Dare you mock at your father when he commands you to do that which is good? No. Dare you disobey your mother when she commands what is pleasing to God? No. 3. Is not learning the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ and the truths contained in your catechism good and pleasing to God? Yes. 4. That I have catched you in one of these two things. Either your father and mother do not command you to learn these doctrines of religion, do they or no? Yes. Then you must learn or be disobedient to your father and mother, must you not? Yes. Which had you rather do? Say, I had rather learn my catechism than be disobedient either to my father or my mother. 5. But though you are so good a child to say and do so, yet there are others that scorn and make a mock at their parents' good and lawful commands. Read, to such that may be in the congregation, though they will not stand among you, that do learn this necessary knowledge, Proverbs 30.17. 6. The meaning of that text of Scripture is that children disobedient to parents do often come to the gallows, are hanged up in chains, or die some untimely death, and when dead, lie unburied, and the birds come and pick out their eyes. Do you mind this dreadful judgment of God upon such wicked and disobedient children? Yes. 7. 7. Then, if neither the fear of hell, as before we did argue, nor the fear of the gallows move young people to learn the knowledge of God, are they not stubborn and rebellious, both against God and their parents? Are they not? Yes. 8. But shall I not, may I not hope better things of you, in that you will endeavor after things that accompany salvation? Will you promise? Yes. Yes. Eleventh reason. Have not you been baptized? Yes. Then tell me, one, doth not baptism engage you to renounce sin and to die to sin as Christ did die for sin? Romans 9 3. Yes. Two, and to lead a new and holy life? Romans 6 4. Yes. Three, Doth it not bind you to serve and worship the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, in whose name you were baptized? Matthew twenty-eight nineteen and 20. Yes. 4. Ought you not to own your baptismal engagement betimes, stand to it, and perform it, by the answer of a good conscience towards God, that it may be to you a seal of the remission of your sins and of the salvation of your souls? 1 Peter three twenty-one. 21. Yes. 6. Do you answer your baptismal engagement if you give the first of your days and your youth to the devil and sin? No. 6. Can you perform your covenant made in baptism without the knowledge of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost and of the duties by baptism you are engaged to do? Romans 6, 3 and 6. No. 7. Being then by baptism entered into Christ's school, are you not bound to learn the lessons there taught? Yes. And will you? Yes. Twelfth reason. In this shall I speak familiarly, after the manner of children, to the least and youngest among you, and let them answer and tell me. Are not children apt to follow the examples of others, and to do as they see others do? Yes. 1. But being naturally inclined to sin, are they not more apt to follow a bad example than that which is good? Yes. 2. Will not an idle boy say, Father, mother, such a one play so much, while you keep me to my catechism— May I not play as much as he? Is not this children's reasoning? Yes. 3. But let me reason the case with you, and tell me, if another play too much, you would not play as much as he, would you? No. 4. Then if he play so much as not to learn his catechism, doth not he, in your opinion, play too much? Yes. 5. Would you then play as much as he, and so learn no more than he that learns none? Would you? No. 6. But if you learn well, you may play sometimes as well as he, though not so much. Yes. 7. To learn sometimes and play sometimes is to play better than he that always plays and never learns, is it not? Yes. 8. But is it not better for you to follow the good example of good children than the example of those that are bad and no lovers of their books? Yes. 9. Will you promise then to imitate the good example of a very good child in learning knowledge as much as you can, if I name one to you for your example? Yes. 10 especially if you understand the great good which that child got by doing what I set him before you for an example. Will you? Yes. But what think you is his name? Or where is he to be found? Is it anyone amongst you? If not, see if you can find him and his name in Second Timothy 3.15. Read, tell me. 1. Was not his name Timothy? Yes. 2. Did not this Timothy know the holy scripture? Yes. 3. Did not this Timothy know the scripture from a child? Yes. 4. Was he not thereby made wise to the saving of a soul? Yes. And hath not that child more wisdom that learns to save his soul than all men that have wit to get the riches of the world and lose their own souls? Yes. A great deal more? Yes. Then the Lord God grants you so to learn as to be wise unto salvation. Amen. This audio recording was read by Michael Ives. I hope you found it enlightening and edifying. Visit westportexperiment.com for more audio resources and where I write about parish missions, the care of souls, and all things reformed.